The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. Today we got part two of Goosebumps Spectacular. 2016. 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we, we rename it every year the exact same thing. So yeah, <laughs> the year is important. Uh, also joining us is Thomas S. Flowers, author of Reinheit, the Subdue series, and... Uh, Many more, but also uh, the incredible Zilch von Wittstein, which we covered on here back, uh, I don't know, 15 episodes ago or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, how's it going, man? Uh, good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, happy to happy to get you on here. Um, we have bonded over Facebook and the fact that we apparently live in the same area. So <laughs> It's like right down the road. Yeah, bizarre. <laughs> Bizarre, bizarre world, which was really cool. I don't know if you actually listened to the episode that we did uh, about uh, Zilch von Wittstein, but both of us thought that it was super cool that we could actually place where shit was happening because it was like right down the street from us uh, in in many cases. But yeah, Yeah, crazy stuff. But um, anyway, yeah. So uh, what what we're going to cover... What the hell is it? Go eat worms? Goosebumps. Yep. <laughs> We're going to do goosebumps. <laughs> I mean, it was just called Go Eat Worms, right? Yes, it was. Okay. And uh, what did you guys read? Uh, I will. I have welcome to Camp Nightmare. Oh, you I did? That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> this has never happened before. Um, well, I, that- I did. Oh, sorry. Oh, go, go ahead. Ahead. I was going to say, I did Deep Trouble 2, a sequel to the book I did last episode. Son of a bitch. <laughs> really? More mermaids? Nope. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I was so excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way, really? No mermaids? Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> you guys did the same book. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we're totally going to just exclude you from our conversation. I might even mute you. All sorts. <laughs> Whatever. I'll go run an errand or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, but before we get into any of that, uh, you guys got any news? I'm looking at you, I have, Thomas. No, I'm just kidding. I have <laughs> on one, one piece of very important news uh-huh. to, to talk about. Uh-huh. This is sad news, guys. One one of the best filmmakers ever is retiring from the game after his after his next movie. Huey hey. Bold is giving it up. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> well, I mean, uh. <laughs> uh, why? Just the fact that his he's always sucked ass. At- uh, well, he's blaming it on the market. Uh huh. 
and that movies and DVDs like Blu-rays and stuff and DVDs don't make the same amount of money that they used to. So he can't get funding. That's what he's blaming it on. <laughs> Hadn't he always had problems getting funding? Like everything's done through a tax loophole. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's sad. I, honestly, that is kind of sad because I, you know, me and Bill, the co-host of uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Longbox Small Talk, um, we always wanted to do the U.E. Bowl where we just streamed all of his movies back to back, progressively well, ha- hating everything. Now you have a like finite number of episodes you have to do. Yeah. Only like 30. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine that we would ever do that. But as long as he was making movies, the dream was still alive, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> it's a sad a... day for all of us, really. <laughs> um, so yeah. favorite Yui Bolt movie? Po- uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Rampage. Easily. That's actually a good movie. Okay. <laughs> you didn't expect um, me to like anything. <laughs> no, I did not. Yeah, the like the Rampage sequel, Rampage President Down, is going to be his last movie. Really? Huh. Rampage 2... Or, or, no, there was already a second, so I guess this is the third in the Rampage series? I think it's the third, yeah. Huh. Yeah. What about you, Thomas? Do you have any U-Bowl anythings, <laughs> or have you have you luckily been able to uh, avoid his work? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen anything. <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking at Rampage 2 right now, and that looks just amazing. Still paint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never I, I never saw part two. I liked part one. I mean, it was just it was like an incredibly violent version of falling down, which mm-hmm. was already violent, you know. But this is just like the guy basically is like, you know, screw it. I'm just gonna kill everyone. <laughs> that was about it. It's all there the, was. Uh, yeah. sub, the subtitle is You End Now. Rampage. Ends um, <laughs> <He> now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's nuts. Um. Uh, what was it? Uh, the guy from the crow died this week. I'm not randomly. Yeah. <laughs> He's finally gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like the guy who shot him, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They 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 executed him. Yeah. No, I mean, like, they executed him for the death of Brandon Lee. <laughs> no. No. no, but, like, yeah, supposedly it was the guy, like, all of the obituary stuff. The guy was a character actor. I, I don't know his name. It would be so, it would be actual news if we reported his name, but we're like, remember that guy? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Michael Massey. Oh, okay. I think that's how you pronounce his last name, Massey or whatever. He was that uh, creepy uh, porn guy from uh, the Seven, or the kind of like the prostitute hotel or whatever. He he's uh, he's from that, and he's been in like eighty different movies. Oh, really? <laughs> well, well, maybe he. <laughs> yeah. Well, what <laughs> sucks is I looked at it because I can't place him. I know I've seen if he's been in eighty movies, and I had to have seen him somewhere. But I couldn't even like place him within the context of the crow, and yeah. <laughs> you know, like without looking at pictures of him and the crow. So it, that's good character actor work. Um, but <laughs> what I found bizarre was everything that reported it just talked about how he was involved in the death of Brandon Lee. 
his 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 best work is Tells from the Hood. He was in that? that movie. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the skit? I think it's the very first one. He plays a police officer who murders a uh, kind of like a uh, civil rights leader. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a. You know that movie might get a lot of shit from people, but that's a pretty solid movie. Oh yeah, it's good. I yeah. love it. I, I the, the uh I wasn't malfunctioning there. <laughs> I was sidetracked by an email. Um, my it, fuck. What what was the bit it out? Uh, what was the Just guy's name? Out. What was the guy's what name? Guy? Uh, Penny Hardaway. You remember that at the time? Penny Hardaway had those dolls. Little yeah, yeah, little yeah. little Penny. Yeah, they were like marionette dolls. Yeah, they? yeah, and at the time I was like, "Yeah, basketball," which now I yeah. don't really follow that much. Of you got basketball trading cards and everything, <laughs> dude. I had a Magic Johnson poster, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like so, I had this little Penny Hardaway doll on my shelf, and then I saw that movie, and you know the segment where it's just all the little, uh, like the little uh, dolls coming to life and killing people. Scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Cool. <laughs> God. You know, we've done this long enough. We should be good at this. No. Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, it's supposed to be like 10,000 hours before you're a professional. Oh, yeah. So we've got quite a ways. Well, eh. I'm good with it. <laughs> this is like episode like 72. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, before we get in, <laughs> into what, and in a, uh, you know, most podcasts would likely just edit most of this shit out. Not us, mm-hmm. not us loyal listeners. We, <laughs> loyal listeners. <laughs> not, not us people we know in real life. Um, but yeah, <laughs> anyway, um. But yeah, I guess before we get into goosebumps, let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, Thomas's books and, and what you got coming out, and and kind of give give the people that are a little unfamiliar with you uh, your what you write and and you know a little bit of backstory. Uh, okay, I have a new book coming out in November 29th next month. It'll be uh, the third book in a continuing series called the Subdue Books. Uh, the first two are Dwelling and Emerging. Uh, they came out last year uh, around December, so it's been about a year since the last one. Which hopefully I can start speeding up. Some, sometimes it's hard to dock out your schedule to make time to write a novel or multiple ones but uh the, the the series started with like a group of friends who were childhood friends and they kind of grew apart and then um but they're tossed back together through uh circumstances that happen uh, one of their friends dies uh the wife uh of that friend buys this creepy old house in uh in a town that i actually based off of gettings texas mm-hmm. oh yeah but because oh, I, I i i didn't want to go through the whole hassle of this is next door. I'm going to tear this town up and people are going to hate me. I'm just going to create a whole new town. So I changed it to Jotham, Texas. And that way I can kind of just create my own town. And if I wanted to keep it, I can create its own lore, its own history, its own citizens, you know, all that stuff. The important uh, question, though, 
if it's based on Giddings, does it have good barbecue? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's no good barbecue in there. <laughs> okay. uh, Are they known now for the barbecue? A story in, now, if I made a story in Lockhart, Texas, then we can price or it. Or Luling. 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 That's so yeah. good. Yeah. B movies, ebooks, and barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,. But anyways, yeah, yeah. So, it, like, dwelling and emerging are kind of like they follow each other pretty closely, which is why they were released a week apart from each other. Um, what happens? I don't know what happens. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> now, the third book that's coming out uh, kind of follows a story, but it it takes a different shift. The first two books focused heavily on uh, veteran issues and PTSD and living with traumatic memory and kind of like visualizing that in a supernatural story. So if those elements took on a supernatural kind of kind of presented itself in a supernatural way, what it what would it look like? And that's kind of how I came up with the villains or monsters or whatever and and dwelling and emerging. Uh, the new book is called Conceiving and it's starting to drift away from that a little bit more and focus on different issues. Um, in conceiving, I think I kind of looked at the family home unit a little bit. Um, like childbirth becomes like one of the issues in there, and as well as um, uh, systems that we become a part of, uh, whether it be you know colleges that we attend or uh, affiliations that we make in our friends circles, whatever work and all that stuff. Um, and I'm focusing on other characters I think might be more interesting. I just turned in book four to my publisher, so hopefully I'll be hearing back on them. And that I actually go even further into different other, um, into other themes. Well, that sounds really, really good. I, I had seen some of your uh, stuff online as far as like reviews and summary of it, and it piqued my interest. Uh, mostly, you know, honestly, due to the uh the storylines of of military and and all the related issues like PTSD and stuff but um uh, i mean you you yourself were you a veteran you uh, were- yes i served uh in the army for 7 years 7 years and a half i did uh three deployments to iraq um in 0304 and then later on in 06 oh wow wow yeah so n- no better to to actually write that then yeah but uh so when when again is book three coming out november 29th yep november 29th um and if you if you follow me on social media on either facebook or on my website machinemean.org i'll be throwing out snippets and just kind of introducing the new book since it's been just about a year since the last one came out kind of just to to remind readers exactly what the story is going to involve and where the characters are now sounds good um and i i again recommend checking out uh zilch von wittstein and also one that i see that not much promotion behind kind of a short read of yours uh apocalypse meow (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was fun uh we didn't i don't think we ever covered that on the show but maybe we should if i could be uh if i could do full-time writing as a job i would still love to put more energy into apocalypse meow (laughs) and create it into like a whole mini series (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome um 
Well, uh, since this isn't really a structured type review or interview, let's, let's get into some goosebumps. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right. That's what everyone is waiting for. Yeah. You guys. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Every year uh, we see the listeners sh- kind of decline a little bit during the damn month where we cover goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. We'll get you on on, on the, a future episode with full attendance as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, y'all want to talk Go Eat Worms first? Ah, uh, it's up to you guys. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, let's go eat worms. All right. So, this is season two of Goosebumps, somewhere in season yeah. two. Um, yep. And, Brian, you want to do a little, <laughs> little synopsis? Okay, I want to read you the synopsis that Netflix has, because I think it's funny. Okay. okay. So, so where'd it go? It said, Todd Bestru is obsessed with worms. That is until his worms start playing tricks on their own. And that's it. That's like the whole <laughs> synopsis of it. Now, now, did we, you pick, like, is that why you picked it? Do you keep well, just going for the shittiest? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, right, I thanks. do. Um, no, I, I read the synopsis off of, like, Wikipedia that mentioned that uh, he meets a giant worm monster. Uh-huh. And so I was hoping it was going to be, like, a little kid version of Slither. Yeah, or, right. or like tremors. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> but I was hoping for it, um, so that's why I picked that one. I've well, been picking the ones that have the worst um, synopsis I can find. Like last week was a killer sponge. Yeah, yeah. Last <laughs> week was what was it? It came from beneath the kitchen sink or something. Yes, God, that is that is the one. <laughs> yeah, that was an unforgettable one not really like this one this one was very forgettable but <laughs> let's get into it um so he's just i don't know a normal kid he's he unlike most goosebumps story normal well, normal is loose term there uh, well unlike most goosebumps stories they they usually include a annoying brother or sister but he actually was the annoying brother yeah in in, in an interesting flip of the trope <laughs> yeah, R.L. Stein. We got steined. Yeah, uh, we get steined a couple. <laughs> we get steined a couple times in this in this episode. You know, uh, <laughs> you know. I, I've figured out that beer, honestly, is the only way that I I ever get through Spooky Month. <laughs> oh yeah, Thomas. This is it's Spooky Month. What we what we call this, but uh, like so last night. So, this episode's what twenty two minutes, right? Yeah. It took Guinness, a Tadcaster, <laughs> and Santa Fe Brewing Company's Java Stout. Those three beers. Uh, not not like in that twenty minute span, but two of them leading. Oh, the the uh, Santa Fe, the Java Stout. Yeah. It's damn good, but yeah. it's real coffee ish. Like I don't know. That's fine. But yeah. it's it's seriously like, I don't know, a breakfast beer. I, I mean, not <laughs> not not saying you should have it for breakfast, um, but if you were That's going to, brought to you by AA <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna say R.L. Stein's gonna lead you to alcoholism, like slowly by slowly, year by year. No, what I meant was like the, the breakfast stouts, you know, like founders and all that. Yeah, how it's like a real super coffeeish. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I, I had a, just one of, of each different kind sitting in my fridge, and I was like, "Well, we got to get through Spooky Month." Um, so, <laughs> anyway, but uh, yeah. So 
So he basically, in the story, he taunts his mom with, or taunts his sisters with worms all the time. Like, yeah, this kid is obsessed with worms, like like, obsessed. Like he's got worm posters and shit all over his walls. Yeah, like (laughs) whose mom is gonna be okay? Like, if your son is like, you know what, mom, I found my thing, fucking worms. You know, you know, I think the I think the subtext there is she's not a very attentive mother, (laughs) right? And there's no father in this in this in this episode, so she could be a single mother and works. Obviously, works. I think she might have been a lawyer, but she mentions that she doesn't go into her son's room a lot. You know, so maybe she's wait. She actually says that. Oh yeah, 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 she does. Yeah. So I think maybe she's just not there for him. Uh, you know? Yeah, but she really <laughs> like she knows that he's he loves worms because she yeah. when she tells him to go to sleep, she goes, "Hit the sack, worm boy." What yeah. the hell? Yeah. Like I don't think I've ever loved anything in my entire life as much as yeah. this kid loves worms. Nothing. Like your new daughter, anything. <laughs> well, yeah, her, but but I mean w- anything you know what would suck like if every time you talk if i was like brian dude worms like we wouldn't be friends by now probably not i mean we're barely friends at this point <laughs> yeah we we see each other once every two weeks uh <laughs> over the internet <laughs> yeah but anyway um yeah so we got we got off on a tangent there. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Kelsey, also, while we're on the tangent, my wife, Kelsey, she noticed that uh, this kid has a mustache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he might be our most mature Goosebumps protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. In, in fact, uh, there, there's a point where he asked uh, his friend, because his friend's pissed because he made him eat worms. We'll, we'll get into that. But yeah, <laughs> his friend's Boy, like, he's like, hey, you want to come over and order, uh, come over and get a pizza with pepperoni and pineapple and extra cheese? And that's like Kelsey's, my wife's favorite. And that's like our pizza order. And so she's like, <laughs> hell yeah i'll come over uh, i'll play with your worms mustache boy <laughs> and uh yeah that's when i was like shit she's right he's got a mustache anyway i am way off on a tangent <laughs> let's rope us in so the kid <laughs> the kid is obsessed with worms yeah. it, does he have any more depth to his character not really no no he doesn't I mean, he likes other cylindrical shaped animals. There were some snakes and stuff in his room, too. Was this all a euphemism? <laughs> like, are you going the sex route? <laughs> yeah. I mean, was there any Freudian anything in there? Like, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yes. He, but he I don't know likes worms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you can't put the dots together. What could that no. be? I mean, I, I feel like there's something there. <laughs> but OK. So anyway. He's he's doing experiments on worms for like a science project for the science fair. Yeah. Right. And like he's basically seeing how many gruesome ways he can torture and murder worms. Right. I mean, that's that's pretty much his experiment. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. And his sister is doing one on the life cycle of the robin. So <laughs> <Yeah>. much more. <laughs> like Anyway, so he puts worms in her robin like pinata i don't know what it was it looked like a pinata (laughs) a worm pinata would be great (laughs) i don't know and then like the worms are sick of it i guess 
Is that is that really the plot of this episode? I, I don't really. <laughs> What's your take, Tom? Yeah, it was a really strange one. I actually watched it before, like an hour before you called me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, there was like a few scenes that I want to point out that it's, it's been a while since I've seen a kid's Goosebumps television <laughs> show, probably since I was a kid back in the 90s. Uh, but there's some moments that could have been like truly horrifying if they were just kind of done in an adult way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned his room, but they kind of like took away that zany music and just left it dead silence while it slowly spans around. You would get a pretty truly horrifying <laughs> sense that this kid has got some antisocial personality disorder or something. Yeah. Like really play up the, the psychopath level of it. Yeah. You and know? you see that more at the end when he's like, I'm done with worms. Let's do fish. And he's talking yeah. about doing doing these experiments on him, and his friend's like, "Isn't that cruel?" He goes, "You got to think scientifically. It's not cruel. Who cares? They're just fish." Yes, that's, that's kind of a psychopath. That's in the textbook making. psychopath because he's graduating to a more ad- advanced quote unquote life form. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's going yeah. from worms up to fish. What's next? Small mammals, his right? <laughs> yeah, and then his sister. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a rough episode when you get down to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, when you when you remove the Steinisms, it actually starts looking a little bit more like a more deep horror story. But I'm probably giving way too much credit, and I didn't have beer, so I didn't have that to help me with yeah. this one. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, the beer experience with R.L. Stein is much better because you don't care. Maybe that's maybe that's why his last name's Stein. Yeah. Have we, oh, dude, he steined us again. <laughs> it's just like layers and layers of subtext with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, he he he's annoying the crap out of his little sister, right? That's and how then, far we've gotten. <laughs> yeah, literally the first three minutes. <laughs> so, like, long story short, his mom comes in. This is where we get the you know the the mom interaction and she tells him that he needs to fix her pinata thing right her paper mache robin and he's like whatever right and then he goes to sleep and then the worms crawl up into his bed (laughs) as they do (laughs) yeah as normal normally happens okay and then like he thinks it's his little sister but she's not even home what Right. Yeah. And it, then, it, just to clarify, he doesn't think the worms are his little sister. No, no, no. <laughs> he, he, yeah. Wait, is that before or after the worms and the spaghetti? That's after. Yeah, okay. That's after. We missed. We missed actually the grossest part of the whole entire. Show. Yeah, he makes his friend eat worms. There we go. On accident. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He didn't actually do it. He gives no. his friend spaghetti, and the worms had crawled in there. Let, let's talk about for a second how shitty of a revenge plan that is for the worms to come up with. Yeah, I know. Were they suicide worms or what's going on there? Yes. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. That, that is bizarre. These, they're not smart. Well, I mean. I, I, well, I, I, I did like the the childhood kind of like friendship, the simplicity of it, where after that moment, he's like, I'm not your best friend anymore. Boom. He walks away. <laughs> and then like a couple of scenes later to like, hey. I like you that you're going to get back at your sister. Boom. We're best friends again. Yeah. 
such, such simplicity. Like adults are like way too complicated and full of so much drama. It's 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 kind of nice that uh, to see these kids, you know, getting along quite easily and pretty accurate too. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, like worms in his bed, right? Worms in his spaghetti. So he thinks his sister's getting back at him. How many of these Goosebumps plots revolve around pranking? Uh, anyway, most of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge plot point in my book. But anyway, um, so he goes out into the woods, uh-huh. I guess. I, I'm very confused about where he was actually at. And I want to talk about that in a second. Because his plot is to get a thousand worms and like throw him at his sister or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a pretty sweet plan. <laughs> he, he, he didn't like really ever elaborate on it. He was just like, I need a thousand worms. And that was it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. <laughs> so, OK, I'm very confused about where he goes to get the worms. All right. Yeah. Was it the middle of the damn forest? I, I don't know, because it is. OK, so he goes out with his. Well, he's walking with his little sister and her friend for some reason, like across this big field. Right. Like they weren't even on a road or anything. They were just in the middle of a field. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. It, it, they, it just looked. Like, yeah. OK. And then he's in the woods and it starts raining, right? And is it in the middle of the night? I, I think so. Like he's weird. He's kind of like, it looks like he's going somewhere, leaves, and then comes back in the middle of the night. It's really weird. Yeah, it's, it's very, very strange. So um, in the woods, he meets a giant worm monster. You know, I guess we can just gloss over that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, like, no, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay. So he falls into his tunnel, right? Uh-huh. Am I missing anything? No. He's going to get worms. It starts raining. He falls through a tunnel. Uh-huh. Right? Well, I, thought, I thought he was walking through a bog, and then he falls in its dry leaves. Yeah, there was a bog. I was kind of confused about exactly where he is, a dr- like a, a forest with a stream, and he's hoping to catch some worms at wet soil. Like, I don't know what, what he's doing. I thought he was having a sleepover, and now he's there at night, you know? Yeah. It was he very spent confusing. a long time getting those worms. Yeah, there's anyway. a lot going, a lot of unpacking to do with this story, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like the worms write him a message in, yeah, the, yeah. in the side of the tunnel um which i was actually very impressed with you know uh both with the penmanship and voca- like spelling with these with these worms uh because they like i don't remember what it said we will make will squirm, 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 yeah. squirm. <laughs> but it's like you know they had a complete like coherent sentence but for some reason just did you as a single letter that yeah. bothered me yeah, that really bothered me for some reason. <laughs> are you also kind of annoyed anytime you pass Toys R Us and just the one letter backwards? Because C- if so, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. All right, yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's get back. So he fights a giant moron monster. Yeah, and then he's like, fuck this, I'm going to do fish now, right? Well, hold on. We're, we we got to get to the best part or to, to the really confusing part about where he is. OK, um, so like, honestly, though, that might have been the biggest special effects budget of any episode of Goosebumps. Yeah, most of it's just like grease paint. <laughs> like, yeah, like, most of the time. <laughs> like, there's the monster librarian. He's just painted green. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, he's just got skin condition. Kids are jerks. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that sort of thing. Right. But OK, so he fights this worm monster and he gets out of the, the tunnel and the worm monster follows him or whatever. And then the little sister and her friend come back with their Robin pinata and the worm sees it and like freaks the hell out and leaves. Right. Yeah. And so they don't believe him that there's a giant worm. But as they're talking, there's a street light behind them. <laughs> no, <Nuh-uh>, really? <laughs> Yeah, like a, like one that. of the like one of the ones on like a tall one that you see in a park, you know, where it's just like a little pole with a oh, you know, yeah, big yeah. S- sphere of light in the top. Yeah, there's a like a street lamp right behind him. Where was he at? Well, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, the continuity of where they're at and what he's doing and what the kids are doing is kind of is really confusing. Where, yeah, exactly. Where does that street lamp come from? Why are these two girls walking with a science fair project in the middle of the night? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where don't, are they? Don't going? they know there's werewolves? There's vampires <laughs> out there. These girls are in real trouble. The Steinverse, anything can happen. Yeah. Right. But it's like, I don't know. And it just rained. Why are they walking through the woods after it rained? Yeah, like, especially with a piano. Piata. Piata. I don't know. None of it made any sense. So that's it. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I will. I will say that the ending, one of the most memorable Goosebumps endings. It's probably redeemed the whole episode for me. Yeah, completely. I mean, I I fully remember watching this as a child. Yeah, we've referenced this a million times. This ending, me and you have. Yeah, I didn't remember what episode it was from. Yeah, because the sandwich with the fishing line on it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because apparently neither of us. You know, learned actual, uh, I don't know, how to adult or whatever. But like, we all the time will be like, where's the sandwich coming from? Still, (laughs) am I right? Don't eat strange sandwiches you find on the ground. Am I right, though, Brian? Yeah. we. I mean, not all the time. It's not like our, you know, friend catchphrase. And also, say hello. (laughs) (laughs) Why are there so many fucking sandwiches? <laughs> but um yeah so i mean we no one cares so let's just give yeah, the ending he, away he, so, yeah he, he's he's fishing with his friend talking about how he's gonna murder some minnows and then torture him. uh yeah and then there's a sandwich and yeah. he's like hey i found the sandwich <laughs> yeah he's like if you don't care i'm gonna take a bite of this sandwich which clearly not even fishing line it has twine <laughs> Like just very visible yeah. twine, and his friend he right as he takes a bite, his friend's like, oh, "I didn't bring a sandwich," and yeah. then he gets pulled in the ocean, and, and then proceeds to have the a conversation. Ocean. It was definitely like a lake, <laughs> and then <laughs> proceeds to have a conversation with the fish he finds. Yeah, yeah, that was the weirdest part. That was the part I didn't like. Like if the the fish talking, yeah, like, I, if it would have just. If it would have just had like a close up of his friend crying yeah. because his best friend just died, yeah. that would have been a better episode. Yeah, it, it does that and then just has like blood bubbling to the surface of water <laughs> over uh, the credits. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's too adult though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We need to do like shot for shot remakes of Goosebumps episodes, but then just like, like that kind of change. <laughs> slight revisions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so long story short, I like this episode okay. I mean, it wasn't, there's not really much to review or anything on any of these because it's like a bunch of just loosely connected shit happens and then 
the end, you know. <laughs> the story gets somehow cobbled together. Yeah. But we, we haven't mentioned my favorite part. Okay, so in between this kid's gruesome death at the hands of a mermaid or whatever, right? Like, and, you know, his run-in with the giant worm monster. Yeah. He's actually fixing the Robin, right? Like, he's repainting the Robin pinata thing, right? But he's sitting in his room listening to gangsta rap. <laughs> yeah. What was up with that? <laughs> that was the best part ever. Like, and, and like the opening line of the song was, I took a trip with my crew. We went into the meadow. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just try to use all these elements to try to figure out what R.L. Stein's early life was like. Like, that's all I want to know. And I'm sure he probably has put out some biography or something, but I'm not going to read it. So I'd like to just. The true story. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to hear all the. I don't know. I don't want to get steined. So, anyway. Well, um, so out of five, what would you give it, Brian? Oh, uh, up until the ending, maybe like two and a half. Right. But after the ending, oh, three and a half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you, Thomas? Scale of one to five. Uh, I think I'll give it a solid three. I mean, there were elements there that could be explored as an adult looking, you know, his, that he's mental disorder, that he's a psychopath <laughs> in the making, but it feels like the ending was reshot or redone. I think they actually had an original, like the kid just disappears on the water cut scene, but then producers got a hold of it and they're like, Oh no, no, this is too much. This is a kid show. It's a kid show. You got to tame it up. So then they added in the, the voiceover. Yeah, oh, oh where are you taking me? Fish. Oh, yeah. where am I going? Oh, you're going to make me swim back? I mean, you didn't really learn any lessons. No, <laughs> just that fish can be rascals. <laughs> <clears throat> um, Better move on up to cats and dogs. Yeah. 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 He immediately just serial kills after that. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> like going up slowly, the chain of, you know, creepy killing. He just decides to, uh, just uh, go to his ultimate goal of just killing. All right, that has gone on too long. Um, yeah, I would give it a two and a half. I mean, it's fun, but it's not good. So, None of them are good. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess with that, we're going to take a real short break, and we will be right back. You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon, and it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe, a car. Grenades. Like a flare gun, maybe. Piranhas. <laughs> bat. A bat? Baseball bat. Hands down. Machete. It's obviously a Lobo. <sighs> uh, loppers? Slingshot. <gasps> yeah. Like a ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. And we're back with our review of some Goosebumps books. (laughs) Right. Every, you know, what all you guys have been waiting for. Right. So 
I guess I'll go first. Uh huh. All right. So if you guys tuned in last week or last episode, I keep saying last week, we're not weekly anymore right now. Right. But if you tuned in last episode, um, I did a book called Deep, Deep Trouble. Just one deep. I just said deep twice. Deep Trouble. And it was about a kid, um, Billy Deep Jr. <laughs> right. And his uncle um, on a boat uh, finding mermaids. Basically, it was the weirdest goosebumps ever because it wasn't a horror book at all. It was an action adventure romance. Um, this one, uh, and if you remember, I said at the end of it, he died horribly at the hands of a monster, or uh -huh. at least I assumed, right? So this one picks up uh, a year later. He's not dead, and they never mention that again. And <laughs> it's a erotica novel. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just <laughs> hardcore porn. I might have read the wrong book, guys. Kid, you ever bang uh, a mermaid? <laughs> Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Last summer. And who's offering him that question? Yeah. Or who's asking him that? So this uh follows the exploits of Billy Deep Jr. and his little bratty sister and their uncle again aboard their bo boat, their boot, aboard their boat, the Cassandra. Boot. <laughs> yeah. Um and, and yeah, uh, in the Caribbean again, right? They don't make a mention of whether or not it's the same place in the Caribbean, but it doesn't really matter. So he's off again trying to find monsters because that's what he does. Right. And it comes to my attention that this Goosebumps character might be like the least reliable narrator ever, like of any Goosebumps, because we've been ta we've talked about how every chapter break, you know, is a oh, something grabbed my leg. Oh, it was a twig, like that sort of thing. Right? <laughs> it was a sentient oh. twig. Yeah, like that sort of thing. Okay, so there's an entire chapter that's one of those in this, uh -huh. right? It goes into detail about this giant octopus that he's like seeing and stuff and attacking him. And then it's like, uh, it turns out it wasn't an octopus. It was my sister. Like seriously, an entire <laughs> chapter. <laughs> okay, this is how the book begins, right? And then frequently throughout the book, he does those twists, those chapter break twists, but just in a paragraph, like he'll just be like, <laughs> I think I, I, I don't know, like he'll say it. And then the next the next sentence will be like, oh, no, it was just whatever. And really? So he's yeah. like, I was walking around the street and there was a snake. Oh, wait, it was a twig. Like, yeah, <laughs> literally. No there's, break. There's one. There's one. Um. Oh my god, I can't I I highlighted it, but I highlighted a lot of stuff in this one. Yeah. Um but there there's really there's one I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's straight up just a oh my god, this happened. Oh no, it didn't. Oh, <laughs> they fought they they were okay. I'll I'll get to it in a second. I remember what it is. So <laughs> they he goes out to find monsters and he ends up like um, I don't know, doing something. He didn't find anything. Right. And then he's like going to prank his sister. And so he got like a couch cushion, right. Or a pillow. And he was going to use it as a makeshift shark's fin to scare his sister. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This kid's, this kid's dumb. Right. <laughs> so, uh, it turns out then there was a real shark and, uh, he almost got bit by a shark again. <laughs> Right, because that <laughs> happened in the first book too. A lot of, a lot of shark uh, action going on. Yeah, huh? but it turns out the shark was like enormous, like way bigger than a normal shark. What? Right. And so then they go back out swimming in like the next chapter or whatever, and his sister gets eaten by a giant jellyfish. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And um, they go back, you know, what he, he gets the jellyfish. He gets her out of the jellyfish. Right. She didn't die or anything. Although it is like he goes into pretty good detail about how she's struggling for air inside of this jellyfish about to die. It was weird. But it turns out this other giant jellyfish comes and then the two jellyfish fight. I don't know. Do jellyfish do that? I, I it, honestly don't even know if jellyfish are even really alive. <laughs> my 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 lack of science understanding. No. So so he goes back on the boat or whatever, and he's talking to his uncle about the craft they saw, and he's doing experiments on this like plankton that he found, right? Whatever. Uh huh. And he reminds him to go feed his fish, and so he feeds his fish the plankton or whatever. Okay, and then um, some other stuff happens. They keep seeing basically giant fish. Okay, like they see another like minnow. Like the his his uncle catches a minnow, and it's supposed to be like an inch long, but it's really like three feet. Yeah, stuff like that. So they keep seeing all this giant fish, right? And um, you know the kids are out swimming, doing their kids stuff, and they come back, and there's like uh, a monster in the hallway, right? And oh, I forgot to mention in his goldfish tank, he also had a snail. And so in, in like one of those undersea snails. OK, in, that's a thing. Right. So well, I was just thinking goes, maybe salt water. <laughs> I mean, I realized that it, that goldfish are freshwater, yeah. but anyway. Yeah. But also there's snails that live in saltwater oceans. Yeah. So anyway, what, what do you want so, from me? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At least a basic knowledge of marine biology. <laughs> nope. I won't do it. <laughs> so so they go into the hallway of the boat, and there's this giant monster, and he describes it as – this was one of the ones that was mid-sentence or mid-paragraph. He describes it as a giant metallic sphere covered in slime, right? And then it's like, oh, it turns out it was a snail, right? But, <laughs> but this um, led to the most genuinely creepy part of the Goosebumps uh, book here, right? Like, they see the giant snail in the hallway, and it turns around, and it looks at them, and then it says, help me! Right? And I was like, oh god, a talking snail! But then it turns out his uncle was just under the snail. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I guess... This I does I sound know. like more... You know, unreliable shit than normal, right? Yeah, it is so bad. Like every freaking page had something that was just like, never mind. But <laughs> OK, so they, they get their uncle out of the snail and it turns out whatever the snail's huge. It's like the same snail from his goldfish thing. And he goes and checks on his goldfish and the fish are huge. And it's like capsizing the boat. And so they throw the fish overboard somehow. I don't know, because he mentions it's like they're enormous like the size of a boat well actually he says they're the size of a whale not really but they're bigger than me like is seriously the lines in the book huh. <laughs> okay yeah and so they push him overboard the boat's fine and then they get these visits from this other guy um another marine biologist in the area because that's a thing i guess and it's like dr ritter and um, he was like asking them if they had seen anything weird and they're like, no. And then Billy starts talking about all the giant animals he's seen. And so he's like, well, now I have to kill you because it turns out that Dr. Ritter made this plankton that makes things grow because he was going to make like giant fish to feed the homeless. Right. So I guess he's not really that bad of a guy. But he but still has to kill guy. him. Yeah, he's going to kill him. 
because he doesn't want he's like know. but making giant fish was a chore so now i'm just killing kids and feeding the homeless with them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but he mentions there's like side effects or whatever and then it doesn't go into that so he's gonna <laughs> kill them right he takes them over to his boat for some reason and then like the kids get away on a life raft like the kids and the doctor and they get like lost at sea for a little while and then they get this like stranded on an island for a little while and they fight a giant crab right yeah and this is this is one of the ones i remember they get run up a tree by the giant crab which for some reason he said it's like really big he said it's as big as a card table but his pincers and he's using this as like a qualifier for being huge he's like we're as big as my dad's socket wrench that seems like disproportionately small right yeah am i like (laughs) anyway so like they're up a tree and the tree branch breaks and he's gonna fall on the crab and he's like thinking of other things like your feet are as big as a quarter it's just odd choice right yeah. and so he's like oh and we fell on something big and hairy it was the crab <laughs> and there's like no it was just sand like literally that's that's not that's not a page break i mean that's not a chapter break that's like one sentence and then the next sentence all you had was a copy of it that wasn't formatted correctly <laughs> like, no breaks put in <laughs> So so anyway, long story short, these giant dolphins find the lifeboat and um, take them back to their original boat. I'm not kidding you. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and so then the doctor's waiting for them on their boat and he's like, I still have to kill you. Um, I knew you guys would come back to your boat. And he's like, let me tell you about the the side effects of my giant plankton stuff. And he's like, it turns people into fish who eat them and you stay a fish forever. And they're like, no, that's not true. And he's like, watch. And he makes the kid eat some plankton. Right. And, um, only it wasn't plankton. It was a sandwich. Like son of a bitch. <laughs> Stop. It had a string on it. But, <laughs> but no, like he makes them drink it and nothing happens. And then he's like, then for some reason, the doctor's like, well, fine, I'll show you what happens. Like, he really wants them to know that people turn into fish. So he drinks some. <laughs> right? Yeah, what like a mo- terrible plan. Yeah. So there's multiple <laughs> jars of this plankton. So he drinks one, right? And then turns into a fish almost immediately, right? And so um, he gets away, and but he's a fish now, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And so the... The doctor, Dr. D, uh, his uncle was like, <clears throat> so so what happened? How come you didn't turn into a fish? Right. And so it turns out that the little girl had prayed, played a prank on them earlier in the book. I didn't mention that because I forgot about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <Where> she put a <laughs> she put a doll's head in his goldfish bowl and he thought legitimately thought for half a chapter it was a human head. Right. <laughs> This kid's just brain damaged. I think he is. He's been out in the sun too long. And so so his bright idea of a prank to get back at her was he put iced tea in one of the jars of plankton, right? Dumped out the plankton, put iced tea in it, and was going to drink it in front of her to gross her out. That was his plan to get back at his little sister, right? And she's like, that wouldn't have done anything to me. She's like, that wouldn't have grossed me out. Like, straight up says it to her. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she's like, and besides, 
I had the same idea. She's like, I put iced tea in one of these jars of plankton too. And she's like, and watch, I'll drink it. And she drinks it. And then it ends with her doubling over in pain going, oh crap. Well, not oh crap, because it was a ghost bump. But, but he's, she's like, oh crap, did I drink the wrong one? And that's how it ends. So presumably his sister turns into a fish. But I've been steined before. And I don't know. <laughs> yeah, next, next, or what is it? Deep three trouble, probably, or something. <laughs> three trouble. <laughs> but the next one will just like pick up from three you know deep. the end Here. of it. Yeah, yeah, three, three deep, <laughs> three trouble. Um, but yeah, it'll just pick up and be like, and we drank there the tea, a- and nothing happened, right? Yeah, yeah. She's just like, it turns out I was allergic to tea or something, <laughs> you know. Yeah. just have to take her to boat hospital uh, but they, okay so there is one part that, that was really funny where he threatened the the bad doctor right yeah um with taking like he said we're taking you to international sea life patrol yeah what is that like, what, is, what is that is that a thing is is there like some sort of policing body for marine biologists that i don't know about yeah the islp <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, God. But there there was during that part where he was talking because this is where they had gotten the upper hand on the bad guy and they were tying him up uh, the little kid's inner monologue was talking about how proud he was that his uncle had shown him how to tie some sailing knots like the summer before and he was getting you know he was gonna tie up the bad guy and so his his uncle's talking to him and while he's talking to him interspersed with it is like his dialogue of okay tying this knot and it's like over under over no right? way like yeah, I swear. And then it turns out he's really shitty at tying knots because the guy <laughs> gets immediately out of them. Yeah, that's pretty good. And he's like, crap. <laughs> it's, like, it's so good. Yeah. So again, a Goosebumps issue that's not a horror. Well, I mean, you you kind of screwed the pooch was- by reading the same, you know, continuation of the same story that wasn't horror, <laughs> you know. Hold on. I always do this with themes. yeah last year it was werewolves and the year before that it was basements (laughs) i i guess i just pick them at random because i i honestly don't care yeah (laughs) i'm just trying to power through this month uh at least we didn't need four of them this is like the only month out of the year where I totally phone it in. Like, oh, didn't get it. Whatever. <laughs> I love. <it. laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. So, out of five, what would you give it? Oh God, I have no idea. <laughs> like, if I'm trying to rate it as a Goosebumps book, um, it failed miserably because it's not like scary. Okay, but then again, with all the twists mid paragraph and stuff, it might be the goosebumpiest goosebumps I've ever read. You know, so I'm kind of conflicted there. Yeah, what do you, what do you give it? I don't know, like a 3, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> I'll just split the difference. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, um I I don't think that and I mean Unless Thomas has a lot to say about this. I don't think I'm going to go as long as you did on, on, on this. There was just so much to unpack in Deep Trouble 2. Yeah, no, hey, you weren't just super long. It's just I don't have a lot to say about this. But this is Welcome to Camp, Camp Nightmare. I 
did not read it. Sorry. In <laughs> Speaking of phoning it in. Yeah, in the, the phoning it in of the month. I didn't read it. I listened to the audiobook. <laughs> so one thing. All right. So audiobooks, most of the time. Well, Thomas, since do you have any audiobooks of your work? Uh, I do. Um, Apocalypse of Meow is on audiobook, and so is Lamo and The Incredible Zilch von Wittstein is on audiobook. And Reinheit was supposed to release this year, but the narrator was having some issues um, at home or whatever. So it's, uh, it's it, it, there's a delay. It should be November probably when that'll come out. Uh, okay. Um, now, in, in your books... Is it more like a play, or do, is the written word there whenever it's action? Um, a lot of it is really up to the narrator and how they're going to read. For something like Goosebumps, something that comes from a more, and I'm doing big quotation marks, big writer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they might do it a little differently, for especially for kids' books. There might be a different style. Uh, the narrators for mine, like they'll take on different voices sometimes for different uh, characters. Like in Reinheit, the narrator takes on a German accent for whenever he's reading the the, the Nazi parts. Yeah, well, I mean, this was a straight up like play. I mean, play? like a okay. million, a million different voices. And oh, wow. and you know how like these cliffhangers, right? The cliffhangers happen, and then like the next chapter, nothing happened. You know, it, it was yep. like Brian described a million times. Well, in this you one, hear the disappointment in the narrator's voice. Yes, in this one, <laughs> it didn't. There was no way to know what the hell they were talking about because it was just like. Whew, glad glad that was nothing like are you kidding me like what's going on here and so it was absolutely like it it was odd very very odd now i gotta say i gotta recommend audiobook and goosebumps (laughs) i really do because you're not forced to um i don't know endure all of rl stein's (laughs) R.L. Stein's subpar, uh, just phoning it in because you can tell when he's phoning it in, you know, because it, it's mm-hmm. almost like his ADD is just like, oh look, uh, yeah, and then the the character passed a bottle of Coke and there's a bottle, you know, just like whatever's fine, like he's finding in his room. It's like he's staring at pictures or something and writing it down. And so anyway, um, a lot of the action was omitted at least by this particular adaptation. Um, and for the most part it worked, but yeah, those, those cheap scares between chapters, uh, didn't make any sense, <clears throat> but I just kind of wanted to get that out there. And so anyway, uh, and <laughs> did, did you read yours? No, <laughs> uh, <nah>, um, <laughs> go ahead. What? Oh no! I was gonna say, uh, did did you read it? Or? Uh, yeah. So for uh, transparency, <laughs> let's just say that Winky uh, Goosebumps has an informed site. I but you know when you when you told me about the Goosebumps in the book, Welcome to Camp Nightmare was the first one that popped out of my head just because I still remembered how it ended, and I remembered the book cover because it has probably one of the best book covers in in in, in the whole series. I think. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so neither of us really read it. <laughs> right? No? no. Um, yeah, I'm so actually just... back at 1993. So, hold on. Uh, just real quick. What's Wiki Goosebumps? Um, oh, it's got so much good information. Does it really? That's also yeah. That's mm-hmm. also where I get our uh, the art for our episode arts. Oh, really? Huh? Because mm-hmm. they they usually have very large like art files of the covers. Yeah, this is reason. pretty cool. See, I could I would be down for doing this. Just just, just reading re- some Wikipedia just articles, some synopsis uh, of of that. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Like I, I figured, the Wikipedia entry would be like, and he wrote this book, and he wrote, you know, but uh, yeah, but no. The so, real Wikipedia is, but if you go like the Goosebumps Wikipedia, it's lots of information. Yeah, because yeah, usually they're controlled by fans. Just like yeah. if you go to Marvel Wikipedia or Star Wars Wikipedia or whatever, mm-hmm. they're they're more controlled by fans. But the the ending to this book <clears throat> is very uh, M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Well, let's let's get there real quick. So they go. They go uh, to a camp called Camp. What was it? Night Moon. Yep. Yeah. Night they Moon. they all had weird accents, so it was kind of also <laughs> hard to understand. <laughs> um, so, so they're also very stereotypical characters. Like this is almost pulled out of like Stephen King's It. There's like the fat kid. There's the uh, rebel. There's the nerd. <laughs> None of that was in here. What? <laughs> No, I mean that's what I'm saying. A lot of the action stuff was omitted, like, oh, and okay. so it was huh. just like, "My name's Billy," and they really talked like that. And they were oh, like, "Oh God, yeah." Uh, but honestly, it was a, it was an enjoyable experience. But so they get to Camp Night Moon, and uh, the bus driver first. They're like, "I watched the bus driver turn into a, a monster," and then the bus driver's like, huh, "Rubber rubber mask gets him every time." Like they didn't see him put a mask on. They literally watched him transform into it, and then like, no, it's a rubber mask. So they get out there. <laughs> he drops them off into the woods, and they're like, "But wait!" And then you just hear a bus drive off. <laughs> <laughs> and so they get there, and uh, it's Uncle Al. I, I want to say, yep, Uncle Al. Uncle Al. He. Uh, oh, well, first, before Uncle Al shows up, there are cat creatures that come up and circle all the campers. And then all of a sudden, you know, Uncle Al shoots up in the air and he's like, I sure did startle them. And every all the kids are like, what the hell were those? You know, like, <laughs> like it never explained what those were either, even in the payoff. Never explained <laughs> what the hell these cat creatures were. <clears throat> but. So, Uncle Al's like, you know, welcome to Camp Nightmare. Try not to get eaten by bears. And they're like, well, this is kind of uncomfortable. And so, he goes, and or the kids go, and they start doing regular camp shit. But one by one, they all disappear. I'm going to kind of speed through some of this. Mm-hmm. If that's fine with you. Totally. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, one by one, they disappear. Uh, Oh, but the best one, okay, was the first one. This kid, they get into their cabins, and there's snakes, okay? Poisonous snakes, yeah. Yeah. And one of the kids pushes the other one over on on the snake. (laughs) And 
I guess that's what happened because what happened was he was like, look at those snakes. Oh, why'd you do that? Ow, it bit me. Like, that's what I heard. So all the I skipped all of the narrative, like action scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It was bizarre. It was just dialogue. It sounds like that they had on there. Yeah. And like sound effects, like there were gunshots and stuff. Do you think it was just the audio track from the episode of the TV show? No, because it was over an hour. <laughs> but, that would be like the shittiest way to do. <laughs> like, a I'm pretty sure this adaptions. was like this was authorized. I don't think this was like a fan edit. Like it's bizarre, but that's also how uh, Lock and Key's audiobook is. It annoys the shit out of me because I love Lock and Key, but the audiobook is crap because you don't know what's happening. None of the action is there other than just sounds. Why do you need an audiobook for a comic book? Because they wanted to do it and uh it was free. Oh, I guess, I guess also <laughs> I'm not thinking about like maybe blind people. <laughs> you often don't think about blind people, Brian. <laughs> I want you to think about that. Well, I guess I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, but yeah, he uh I don't know. Oh, the kid gets bit by a snake, right? <laughs> and he's like He's like, ow, ow, I got bit by a snake. And the camp counselor's like, come on, let's let's go eat lunch. And he's like, but, but I got bit by a snake. And he's like, I'm going to go, you know, go to the nurse. And he goes off and then he comes back and he's like, ow, my hand still hurts. There was no nurse. And he's like, yep, no nurses here. And like, <laughs> like, yeah. So anyway, but one by one, the kids all die, like disappear. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> A- anything that I'm omitting there, Thomas? Is that like the whole story? Yeah, it, like <laughs> each of them disappear in like different weird ways. And he meets up with like two girls from the girls' camp, and and they tell uh, God, what's his name, Billy? Yeah, Billy. Yeah, Billy Harlan. They they tell him, hey, the same same shit's going on in our camp. Fucking people are disappearing. What the hell are we supposed to do? And they use those exact words. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm actually quoting a highlighted text from the novel I don't have, and uh, <laughs> from the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the Wikipedia entry. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't read it. This yeah, time you've around, read it but, you before. Know, it counts. I've I read it before, and I remember the ambiance of the the book. You know, and the <laughs> ending that stuck with me. Um, if, if if we're skipping down to the end. Oh no! no I mean, we can. I don't care. <laughs> nothing literally nothing happens oh okay so one by one you know let me here i'll just kind of get through it there, there's also a camp counselor named larry and larry's just like hey uh yeah the, those kids are missing and he's like yeah no shit the kids are missing where are they and he's like look at that it's time to take a hike and he's like it's not hike time and he's like take a hike you know and so he just avoids all the questions. He finds out that the letters that they all wrote to their parents, parents. were never yep. sent. The yep. The phones are fake. And he's like, the fake <laughs> is it? The phone's not real. And he's like, yeah, well, someone put it there. And it was a pretty good prank, huh? And he's, <laughs> he's like, why don't you go write a letter to your mom? And Stein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And and so anyway, finally, best, finally, say, he must have been the best prankster whenever he was younger. Oh yeah, like, snakes in the cabin, not working phones, weird, ice. strange cat creatures and cabins and people disappearing. Yep. Yeah, R.L. Stein. Yeah. 
But anyway, yeah, it it, it just kind of meanders on. Like honestly, to the point that I quit uh, memorizing these basically just red shirts of these new kids <laughs> because they were just like, "Here you are, they're new. Oh, let's go for a camp. Where'd they go? I don't know." Like, and so then in the middle of the night, uh, Uncle Al wakes up, wakes the Billy up and he's like, come on, we're going out for a hike. And he's like, what? And he's like, yeah, a night hike. And so he's like, why, why are we doing this? And he's like, just come on. And so they go and nothing like he decides, oh, shit, we're all going to die tonight, you know, because it's the entire camp rather than just split into groups. And he's taking them. And then they unpack a bag. The counselors and and Uncle Al unpack a bag full of guns. What? <laughs> yep. And they start, uh, they pull it up or they, you know, distribute the guns among the campers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, there's two missing girls. Shoot them on sight. And he's like, we can't kill him. He's like, I didn't say anything about killing. There's tranquilizer darts in here. Oh, God. And he's <laughs> like, he's like, don't do that. And so anyway, uh, I, I will let you take over in just a second uh, to do the big reveal. Tom. Uh-huh. Um, but this so he's like, they're looking, looking, looking. And the main character's like, you know what? I'm going to just... I'm going to not do this. Right. And so he's, you know, Hey, I don't, uh, I don't want to do this. I'm not going to kill anyone. He's like, you're not. And he's like, and so I pulled the gun on him, which why would, why would the counselor not want that to happen if he was going to distribute guns, you know? But anyway, so the counselor's like, uh, don't shoot me. And he's like, fuck it. And pulls the trigger. Right. (laughs) And so, so, so he pulls the trigger and then it's like, uh, I don't know what it was supposed to be, a cork gun or something. All I heard was just, and so anyway, he, he, uh, that was that you want to take it from there? Uh, yeah. So the, uh, that's the big reveal at the end of the book as he finally decides he's not going to do this anymore. He's not going to hunt these girls down because <laughs> they're, I think they're Don and Dory or whatever, according their names, according to this awesome Goosebumps Wikipedia page. Um, and then he just starts clapping. He does a slow clap. <laughs> then people start coming out of the woods and he's like, you passed a test. <laughs> and he, of course, we're, we're reading this if we read it and we'd be going, what test? You know, what's going on here? Then all these people that have been disappearing, all his friends, all these, you know, two-dimensional characters from kids' book, they all come out of the woods. You know, no one's died. No one's been poisoned. Larry's there. What about the kid with the snake bite? Did it ever say? Because he saw a snake bite that kid, and I I don't think it ever said. What if it just wasn't? Uh, I can't can't remember that at all. And it doesn't say anything about him on the Wikipedia page. Like, oh, he's dead. (laughs) That one died. Yeah, Yeah, that one died. Big goof. (laughs) Our bad. We'll do this better next time, guys. (laughs) But so so the big thing that I remembered from reading this when I was a kid is this ending right here. Is that, hey, this is all just a test. Because his parents are explorers, and they want to take him on their next exploration. 
But the government that they worked for didn't want him to go with them unless he could pass this test. And the test is, um, one, obeying orders. He didn't go into the Forbidden Cabin, so he passed that. Oh, yeah, there was a Forbidden Cabin. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Showing bravery by rescuing Larry when he fell out of the canoe, which we forgot to mention, but that's not important. Yeah, you didn't mention Uh, that either. Uh, and three, not knowing or knowing when not to follow orders and refusing to shoot the girls with tranquilizers. That seems a little contradictory. Yeah, yeah so, following orders. Rule, and rule then... number one, follow orders. Rule number three, sometimes don't follow orders. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and follow those rules carefully. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> so the big, the big mid, like M. Night Shyamalan is the... Uh, the place that they're going to explore is Earth, and then that's how the book ends. Like that Twilight Zone episode. Exactly like the Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> yeah, I love that episode. That's I one love of my how favorite R. L. Stein got away with just straight up plagiarism. Like, because <laughs> this isn't the first one that this has happened with. <laughs> no, like, it's not. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a sandwich on a hook <laughs> in a Twilight Zone episode. I saw. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to read one about a, a business tycoon that's going to talk about Rosebud one day. Like yeah. It's all just freaking like so well-known, too. It's not like he's citing something. like Twilight Zone was a massive show. But anyway, yeah. So long story short, what would you give it out of five? Me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brian didn't read it. <laughs> I, I was uh, supposed to read it. <laughs> Hey, Brian. I will say uh, <laughs> two different reviews. Probably the set. Well, it'll be the same because I didn't read it again. Let's not, <laughs> let's not just dance around it. Um, as a kid, I would have gave this a five because I, I mean, I clearly remember like being at home, it raining, and I'm reading this book and I'm totally entranced by it. You know, I mean, I'm a preteen or whatever, you know, and this book is totally. And then the ending kind of like blew my little teenage mind. You know, but it, as an adult, if I went back and read it, I'd probably like you know see the loopholes. The characters are probably undeveloped. What happened to a kid that got bitten? You know, <laughs> if you want to write them off, that's fine. But at least say you write them off. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what did you say? Five as a kid, or what as an adult? Probably, I'd probably go probably two as adult if I read it again. <laughs> um, I would say I'm also going to give two reviews. Um, if I had read the Goosebump one now as an adult, I probably would give it a, a, a two. But uh, expediting through all the all of it and and it, just enjoying the audiobook, I'm gonna go three. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so cutting out most knowing, of, yeah, the lack of knowing what was going on made it better. Yeah, to you. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um. Now, I, I mean, whatever. Maybe that's bad of me, but I, I, I was really excited that we didn't have to hear like R.L. Stein fake us out every chapter. You know, that's yeah. that's half of the fun. It was a snake, J.K. It was a stick. Like yeah. a stick <laughs> the, bit him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, I, I really actually enjoyed that, but. Anyway, well, thus concludes Spooky Month 2016. <sighs> my favorite month of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, or we're we're not doing Microvember this year, are we? Are we? No, because we're doing House of Leaves. That's what we need to announce. All right. So, oh yeah. So yeah, we're actually done with book reviews for the year. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, we are going to devote most of our reading time to House of Leaves. That's not to say that we won't read something that we'll cover, but officially, with both of us reading the same book, all that ended prior to Spooky Month. So <laughs> anyway, yep. at least for the year. We'll pick it back up in January. But yeah, House of, House of Leaves is a crazy hard book to follow. <laughs> yeah, so if anyone wants to follow along and read at home. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it'll are we be- just gonna have? Are we just gonna have like a show that's like here's our talk about House of Leaves? Is that how we're gonna do it? Like, uh, like a-, a full episode just devoted to House of Leaves? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see when we get there. But um, anyway, yeah. So up till then, it'll be mostly double features and stuff like that. So anyway, um, before you go, Thomas, you wanna. Tell people where they can find your work and also give a link to Goosebumps Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Quick Google there. Uh, everything of mine can be found on the altar of Amazon, as is everything else in the world. Um, I think Barnes and Noble also sells them, as is iTunes. Um, I also have a um, website, machinemean.org. We've had a couple series so far. Uh, we did a Universal Monsters in Review for uh, this year. And then we, uh, for the month of October, we did Fright Fest. So we had like 21 different uh, guest writers come on, and they all took on a movie of their choosing. So it's just a wide variety of horror movies. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to, to Machine Mean uh, than just, you know, plugging your work. <laughs> it, it's a really, really detailed and, and cool site. I've read I read a lot of those articles uh, about both the classic stuff and then uh, just the horror movies leading up to Halloween. I, I forget the name of... You probably just said it. <laughs> but, oh, Fright Fest? Yes, Fright Fest. Yeah, and so anyway, I've read a lot of those uh, articles... So anyway, but yeah, it's really, really cool. I highly, highly uh, suggest people check that out. Check out his work. Get caught up prior to Subdue Book 3. Uh, so anyway, uh, I appreciate <laughs> it. It, lo- it. It looks like you were trying to remember the release date and then gave up on it. <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Just, I, I just been steined. Oh. <laughs> you got cragged. Um, but, yeah. No, it, it comes out uh, November 29th. See? I just didn't mm-hmm. dig deep enough. So, anyway. Uh, but, yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. And we yeah. will see you guys in two weeks.